Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Great things. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. we got four open lines. We're ready for your call. Give us a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. On The Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. We do have some texts left over. We'd love to uh, read those on the radio as uh, time permits. We can talk today about the impeachment trial. U.S. Senator Pat Toomey says, in his learned view, the impeachment trial is is permissible, although he didn't say it was necessary or a good idea or, or even uh, remotely uh, productive, but he said it's permissible, so we can, we can chit-chat about that. We've had some conversations, uh, although Stan is one of our good listeners, has studied this a little bit and knows uh, that it's not permissible, so that's all. Did you get my email this morning? I saw you sent some. <laughs> a request for audio? Uh, no, we do not have that. We could not find it. So well, I gave you the link. No, nah, there was no link. There sorry. was a link. I'm no sorry. It was a link. link. No, I'm sorry. No link. <laughs> well, that's a shame because this guy, Is we're talking talk about schools opening again. This guy from Virginia was very eloquent and very... Uh, I made some excellent points. I'm sorry we couldn't find that. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was an audio cut on no, the link I sent. there was no link. Sorry. <laughs> Well, I'll have to find it myself. <laughs> Will you now? Okay, well, you can, we'll, we'll set you up in a computer in the newsroom, and you can find it. we got All the right. tape ready to go. Uh, we do have a caller standing by. Joe's got to be in his bonnet, so we'll be talking about that uh, shortly. One of our texts just says us a note and says, President Trump supporters said, hang Mike Pence, kill Nancy Pelosi. Trump is a psychopath, oh, says one of our listeners. Uh, and let's see, good morning. My earlier statement about Amy Coney Barrett and Biden's COVID-19 plan should be speedy to get the $1.9 trillion price tag for his COVID-19 bill. Thanks, says Bob. So those are left over from yesterday. 1-800-795-9565. Now Bob's on the line. Uh, I believe it might even be the same. Bob, good morning, sir. You're on the mark. It is. Good morning. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Joe's even better. I was good until I woke up this morning and found out my 32-year-old nephew died from COVID yesterday. He was a health care worker. But the reason I was calling was uh, yesterday, Cindy said about uh, the Biden administration cutting off uh, flights coming in from other countries. And, you know, when Trump did this, everybody was so upset about it. Well, if Trump would have told the truth from the beginning about this virus, people would have understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. So we all have to deal with this now. Well, I think people just expected President Trump to do the wrong thing in their view. So if he did this, you know, even though it might have been a sound policy, it doesn't matter what you do. I'm not going to like it kind of thing. So he was viewed as being, you know, uh, China-phobic or xenophobic uh, like or whatever. Like I was saying, if he would have told the truth from the beginning, it might be a lot different. Well, that's true. That would have helped. But that's not his nature. 
Okay. Well, you guys have a good day. Hey, you too, brother. Sorry about hear about your life. loss, boy. That is tough. We're, Thank you. We're, we're, Sorry we're, to hear that. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of people. Uh, unfortunately, our death toll continues around here. I haven't read the paper in a while, but my uh, friends say the paper's full of obituaries. So, open phones right now. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the telephone number. What are we missing, Joe? Well, <clears throat> I'm sorry that uh, Kevin tells me, um, and he would be the authority, that there was, in fact, no audio on that uh, link I sent, although there was when I called it up at home and listened to it. But this is from uh, the Loudoun County School Board meeting yesterday. A parent in Virginia is apparently losing his patience regarding local schools being closed because of the coronavirus pandemic. In a video that has gone viral on social media, so I don't know why it would be that hard to find, the father is seen addressing members of the Loudoun County School Board. You should all be fired from your day jobs, the mask-wearing father says during the public comment portion of the recent meeting, because if your employers knew that you were more inefficient than the Department of Motor Vehicles, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. The video was posted Tuesday by Alicia Andrews, a Marine Corps veteran and former Republican candidate for Congress. As a parent, this pandemic has brought forth some incredible challenges, Andrews wrote. This dad has had enough. We all have. No real metrics to safely opening the opening the schools while the school board continues to kick the can further down the road. Many par- parents feel just as he does. He says, um, the garbage workers who pick up my trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. And he points out the fact that parents, you know, are stuck with trying to make difficult decisions and the kids' futures are being stolen. Well, kids can go to school safely. We know that to be true. Why doesn't the school open? Well, because in some cases the teachers' unions don't want them to because they don't, uh, the teachers are not convinced they're safe. They just redid the ventilation system in the Chicago schools and the teachers still won't go back. Not, not. I don't think. So this is a teacher slash union issue. Is that what well, I'm actually? Well, I'm not hearing? certain that it's all that. I mean, it's it, some of the some cases. It's the school board not being willing to reopen, not willing to spend the money it takes. I think to do it safely. But you know, the fact is, every bit of research I've seen now, maybe you've seen something different, indicates that kids are better off back in school. That right, they need safer. the socialization. Yep. They're safer. Yep, you know, and everybody's always saying on the left, follow the science, follow the science. So here's the science. <laughs> and everybody on the and the right says, deny the science, deny the science. Well, you know, but who's stopping the, it's not the right that's stopping the schools from opening, it's the left. It's the teachers concerned I, for their I safety. Well, I don't, I, I don't blame them for being concerned for their safety, if that's a legitimate concern, but if all of their concerns have been addressed and they still won't go back, as apparently is the case in Chicago and some other school districts, then I think somebody needs to say, as uh, someone has suggested, that the teachers don't get any of that, uh, what do you call it, extra funding, uh, if if they're not willing to go back to school, or they don't get they don't get the vaccine if they're not willing to go back. Was this an area where the U.S. Department of Education could step in and come up with best practices? I know the CDC is. I mean, their whole shtick is coming up with the best practices for families and neighborhoods and vaccinations and who should get it first and so on. Is could not the U.S. Department of Education say, okay, these are the best practices? Because we know at the Shikalami School District and Seals Grove School District and Lewisburg School District and Danville School District. 
The kids have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of days in, thousands of class hours in, 100% safe, no school spread. Now, there have been some kids that caught COVID and came to school, and, you know, the schools are pretty fast about their reactions to that, and they know what to do now. But nobody's getting COVID in school. I mean, for the most part, it wouldn't be impossible. There's no, there's been no empirical super spreading of the COVID in school, and no, the, well, and the kids me, are wearing masks, and they got the screens up and Chica everything. Chica just had to shut down temporarily for a couple of days because of cases um, among the staff or the students. I'm not certain about that. Uh, but, I mean, they, it, it seems to me that they're all both, both. But they're all it, exercising the proper a level of caution. You know, when it when it makes sense to shut down, shut down. But when it doesn't make sense, get the kids back in. All right, so what is the teacher's complaint? That's what we'll ask our – if a district well, what, like Chicago has new ventilation, screens, masking, sanitation, sp- social distancing, and they are employing all the best practices – why is it that teachers won't still come back to school? Well, this parent issued an ultimatum to the board, which I find extremely No, I'm relevant. mentioning Chicago, but okay. that's not where you're talking about. No, I'm about. talking, I'm back in Loudoun County, Virginia. He says, figure it out or get off the podium because you know what? There are people like me and a lot of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Figure it out. All right, 1-800-795-9565. The rhetorical question of the morning is why, if a school district is doing best practices, new ventilation, screens, masking, social distancing, obsessive sanitation, fever checks when you come in the door, or for those facial checks that some of the schools have the iPads where you put your face on it and it tells you if you have a fever without <laughs> touching it. No, it's touch-free. It's crazy. No, I have one of those thermometer that's like that. It doesn't touch your face? No. Right? Oh, okay, good. Well, it. anyway, um, let's see. And uh, what's another best practice? Uh, mandatory hand washing uh, and uh, really all this. If a school does, there's like 10 best practices that schools can do. Schools around here are doing it, and they're COVID-free well, my, for the most part. My niece is a teacher in another district in the southern part of the state, and they started out using Zoom. And at first, she liked it. She thought, I can see all the kids. I can tell what they're doing. You know, but now she sees that they're not paying attention, that they're on their phones or they're doing other things, and she says it's become a real nightmare. She spends half her time trying to watch and make sure that they're paying attention. Well, and uh, I think online learning has a whole series of issues that pop up. One, many kids just say they're not challenged by it. They finish their work in the morning. You said your your son's doing online learning now. How long? grandson. It, how long does it take him to do eight hours of schoolwork? My grandson. My son is well beyond school age. He's fifty something. Okay, but your grandson. Grandson. My Thank grandson, you. right. Well, I mean, he's got. He sends uh, notices. He'll he'll get something to get a, an assignment returned to him with no notes about what it's you know why why what's the issue, and he'll email somebody about it and won't hear from them. You mm-hmm. know, um, and so the parents are allowed. I understand. Uh, and a talk I had with the superintendent. You know, if you if you don't get an answer, you're allowed to contact the the principal. And but that shouldn't be the issue. And it shouldn't be a matter of you have to fight to get your kid an education. Or to fight the system. You know, it's up to the school district to make sure that the system works and works right. Stan, you're on the mark. Yeah, fire them all. Everybody that doesn't want to go back to work in the unions, fire them all. Well, I know that won't happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I was listening to the radio last night on the way home from work, and there's a woman on there. She works for an organization that helps teachers get out of the union when they're in the union because they not all teachers agree with what the union are doing. It's union leadership causing the problems. Now, what she said is that out there in Chicago, that she was speaking specifically of Chicago because that's where she's from, 
that you know the CDC put out their guidelines, and the school districts are trying to do their best to follow those guidelines and get everything set up for the teachers. The union said, "Yep, that's what we want. We need that. Got to follow the guidelines." Well, they keep moving the goalpost. First, it was you had to do this for you know the sanitation and blah blah whatever, you know ventilation and all that. Now, now they want to be put at the head of the line for receiving the vaccines before they'll go back to school. But there's still no guarantee that they'll go back to school after they get the vaccine. <laughs> well, I heard somebody this morning say that we should re- reflect, <clears throat> we should consider that we're going to have to wear a mask, vaccine or no vaccine, for the entire year. And I think that's a small price to pay for opening things back up again. And the people who refuse to wear masks, frankly, I think they should be ostracized in lieu oh, wait, of a better wait, word. Wait a minute. <laughs> we're supposed to double mask now or is it triple mask? I forget what Fauci said. Uh, well, I don't know, double or triple. I, I think any double. mask is better than no mask at all, isn't it? Yeah, double. <laughs> well, Go double. The other day, that's what they were talking. A Fauci double layer. Out there that he think probably two would be better than one. A double layer, not double masks. A double no, layer. No, no, he no, said double mask. Really? Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. One, one is for you, well, and we'll one all... is a filter to keep other people's COVID out. Cause... <laughs> we'll all die from lack of oxygen. Because <laughs> a lot of people exactly. won't wear masks. <laughs> if, if, if two's good, why not five? You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get up to the percentage that the N95s supposedly filter out, right? Well, put enough of them on. I can tell you this. I know I go to the gym every morning, and it's hard to breathe wearing a mask. You know, if you're doing some physical exertion, it's not easy, especially when you're older like I am. Well, I know exactly what you mean. I'm supposed to wear them at work. You know, you start climbing the steps and stuff. It's like, <laughs> there's nobody around. Well, you know what happens with a mask. <laughs> right, but I'm willing. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to endure that if it. I and if I think, and I do think, it keeps me and other people safe. I mean, I don't want to be well, responsible for giving this stuff to anybody. But on the other hand, I believe that we're not paying enough attention to the things we can do safely to get society back to normal, get kids back in school, get things, get life some semblance of, re- of reasonable, uh, reasonably the way it was before we got into all this. Absolutely, but they keep moving the goalposts. You know, one day it's this, next day it's that. You know, one, you know, what, wear a mask today and don't wear it tomorrow. It might help today, but it won't help tomorrow. You know, you go into a bar, you're going to die from it, but you go to Walmart with a thousand people in it, and you're just fine and dandy. Well, you shouldn't go to Walmart. That's your first dilemma. As long as you don't eat or drink anything there. (laughs) At a (laughs) square-shaped table. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Stan. You're right. I mean, uh, we need need to get a a standard of practices that, and Mark points out, what do you say, best practices? Best practices. Sure, that's that's the medical term. We certainly, by now, we should have learned what they are. And we he should sure find some, so. and we should find some way to apply them so that things can return safely to normal. We may have to wear a mask. We may have to wash our hands more than we used to. We may have to have hand sanitizer with us all day long. But there's got to be a way we can get kids back to school and the economy moving again without uh, without all this, I don't know, hand wringing. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And it's oh. time to move. I mean, it's it's been way too long and. You know, everything, you know, all these lockdowns, they really helped California, didn't they? Yeah, right. They're worse you than know? anybody. <laughs> right. So, you know, so that obviously doesn't work. You know, well, you're supposed to lock down, you know, quarantine the sick, not the, not the well. So, Well, yeah. but still, I don't want to take a chance on giving it to anybody. So I'm willing to do the things that they, they, the science tells me are necessary uh, to keep others and myself safe. I'm willing to do that. But I don't believe it in, involves keeping us locked in our homes for months on end. 
This is an article from the New York Times, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, it says <laughs> I will. Right. Teachers, and in, in, this is in a New York City district now. Now, this is a current story. It says teachers have registered hundreds of complaints saying that their districts are not enforcing the proper masking use, social distancing, or other precautions. Some reported their districts have not done, have not even provided basic cleaning supplies, provided support on how to deal with students who refuse to wear a mask or told them when someone in the building has tested positive for COVID-19. It was kept a secret from the district until they went to remote learning. They weren't allowed to know which student had it. That's not right. <laughs> right, HIPAA. Well, didn't contact didn't HIPAA tracing. come in there? But you know, it, the, fed, the feds passed the HIPAA laws, correct? Uh, yeah, it's a federal law, yeah. But there is yeah, there's so an OSHA there's an OSHA regulation that says it's a general clause that says you must eliminate any known hazards from the, your workplace. <laughs> so at this point, COVID nineteen is certainly a known hazard. Well, okay. So how you eliminate the COVID completely? Well, I think you you do the things that are necessary to to limit the people's risk who are working at your place or teaching at your school. Okay, but they're only in the workplace or school for eight hours or so a day, correct? Right. What they do in those other 16 hours can determine what they bring into work. Well, that's true, but if you have the proper sanitation protocols in place, it shouldn't be an issue. Ah, but if a person goes out and on the night before they go to work and catches it and comes to work, no matter how much sanitizer, are they going to lather their whole body in sanitizer? That won't, won't prevent it from spreading, yeah, Well, that's where the masking comes in. All right. Thank and you that's so, not 100%. Well, I bathe in Germax every night. <laughs> <laughs> At least he smells good. It says a lavender scent. All right. Thank you, Stan. Yeah, but the dry skin's terrible. And, I, and be, sure <laughs> to, on. be sure to gargle with the Clorox, too, every day. All right. We'd invite your call on this, 1-800-7. I'm only kidding, by the way. Which about the gargling? Gargling with Clorox. But the bathing in Germex is real. Yeah, that's true. one 800 795 We'll be right back. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Perfect sale ends Monday the 1st. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Dale is on the phone. Good morning, sir. Thanks for waiting. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm just looking at the big picture, and it's kind of amusing. Well, we all know that the planet's dying, so between the three things that are happening, we should be okay with coronavirus, psychological warfare, and now uh, the Paris Agreement. If we can hold on for 10 years, we should be out of this. What's the psychological warfare? It's the global media. It's it's causing pe- uh, panic globally, and it's all false. 
It depends. I mean, I'd rather probably watch, let my kids watch porn than watch the, uh, global media. Well, I'm, they'd certainly get a different kind of education. I would suspect you should probably so, notify children and youth uh, of that decision. I think I think we got all the pieces in place, like our uh, the intelligence of our elected officials and everything. I think this is a great time to you know uh, help plan a little bit because they're so dumb. They don't <laughs> even know what they are. They're they're, they're ridiculous. <laughs> Says as, as Joe, who is a fine local elected official, moves away. They believe that these elected officials believe whatever the way the wind blows, they, their brains go. It's crazy. They they don't even know no principles. They're just they're just easy program. Yeah, my brain blew right out of my head. <laughs> yeah, it's gone <laughs> exactly. But I, I just say, you know, ten years if you can just watch a show and don't get involved in it. It, it, it'll, we'll all be okay. I think, you know, just tell people to stay away from global media. It's sick. It's worse than porn, I think. Give me an example and, you know, of global media. What What is an outlet? Well, BBC. It's it constantly pumping stuff out, but not No, no, I mean, well, give me the names of the networks that are dis- spewing this garbage. Al Jazeera, BBC, etc. All, all the big ones, the the five biggest world uh, networks in the world, which is all American media. Who who oh, are they? It's, it's not the it's not the world media. It's the American media that's disseminating this tripe to the world. Yes, look what's happening in Russia. This is this is happening all over the world. This is causing people psychologically to break down. Like, oh, if you keep telling somebody they're sick, they're sick, they're sick, they're going to get sick and they're going to die. And if you think, you know, oh. Uh, the liberals and the conservatives are doing this. You you keep listening to that. Your your brain don't watch that stuff. That stuff is called programming. If you let them program, you're you're going to fall apart. Just let just just peak once in a while. If you listen every day, you're in trouble. I, I just pray for people. I hope, okay. I hope Thank you. Okay. Thank you for well, praying. Well, I'm glad us. you opened our eyes here today because sure. I don't think we were, you know, me, I'm stupid, one of those stupid politicians that can't really keep, a, well, keep my mind elected, focused. Well, you're an elected official, and you love programming on the TV at night. I do, but I, I consider it entertainment. I don't watch the talking heads that apparently he's worried about. we got open phones. We can talk about the topic of your selection. Yesterday we had a great discussion about eminent domain, uh, and particularly as it relates to the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, let's see, uh, Senator Kerry had some remarks yesterday related yes, to, to told, climate, so we can talk about that. He told the workers that they had made bad choices in their jobs. <laughs> Being climate. This is a guy who flies around Being in a private jet, you know, a multi-zillionaire, thanks to his marriage, and he's telling these people they made bad choices in their <laughs> careers. All right. We invite you to do what I've done many, 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 many times over. Go to SunburyMotors.com and order up a new vehicle. Uh, well, maybe that's not an ideal thing, but order it up if you're serious about buying it. Or you can buy a Ford, Lincoln, Kia, or Hyundai online at SunburyMotors.com, or you can check out their pre-owned inventory, hundreds of vehicles that are literally in perfect condition. They've been through a 200-point check, and they've been fully sanitized and even steam clean. And they are 100% safe and sanitary to purchase, plus they're great vehicles. Talk about a clean, used car. This is it at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they're in perfect condition. And they have an abundance of them right now because lots of folks are upgrading, using their stimulus money to get down payments going or to pay off uh, to buy new cars. Uh, you can see the entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai opportunities at Sunbury Motors. 
Motors.com. Select your perfect vehicle and then purchase it online right from your home. The whole thing is done hands-free. You can take a couple to two, three pictures of your car, send it to them online, and they'll give you an evaluation. They'll give you a top dollar for your vehicle, the Kelly Blue Book uh, value that can be discerned. They'll show you the car facts on a pre-owned vehicle that you wish to purchase, so you just can't go wrong at the Sunbury Motor Company, new Fords, Lincolns, Kias, and Hyundais, and pre-owned inventory of perfect cars. Uh, check them out at sunburymotors.com. So please, uh, we invite you. Don't, go ahead and patronize our sponsor. Yes, indeed. Don't patronize the individuals <laughs> there saying, eh, eh, Kyle's a jerk. That's very patronizing. I thought it was interesting that somebody posted this, and I think it's true. Dear Mr. Biden, wouldn't it make more sense to actually create all these good-paying climate jobs before eliminating good-paying oil jobs? You know, right. if we can if we well, can walk and chew gum at the same that time. That is an excellent point. <laughs> but I think his goal is, it's like he's doing this boldness mode or something, you know, like he wants to launch no, he's everything. he's doing the AOC mode. The, the, the people oh, on the far left are pushing the guy. So if President, I don't think he knows half of what he's signing. If President Trump takes action and... Uh, does something controversial, but he's viewed as bold and decisive. But if uh, President Biden does something that is c- very consistent with his stated goals, he's has dementia and it's AOC well, movement. Well, name me one thing that President strings. Trump did that immediately caused jobs to disappear. Well, I'd have to think about that. No, well, there wasn't one. Okay. <laughs> Mike, you're on the mark. Hey, well, I want to give you a break and, and start thinking about what Joe just asked you there. I, I want to hear the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I have to go through all of his executive orders. There was only 312, but I'm sure one hurt jobs immediately, but in the long term helped them. Yeah, yeah I mean, when uh, when uh, Trump started signing executive orders, Biden said he was being a dictator. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, that, that would be, if the roles were reversed, we'd be hearing all that on the national news about, uh, you know, Biden being a dictator, but <clears throat> we're not. Hey, the reason I called is uh, I just walked up the steps here and a little out of breath. Uh the uh, I want to. Uh, I don't know how to say this. I want to declare Newt Gingrich a dinosaur. <laughs> okay. Can you can you call back after the break and explain that I, we're out of time I, at this moment? I but can. Joe's intrigued. I'd be glad. To. I want to hear. I want to hear this. Call back, please. Thank you. Bye. All right, got some emails and texts awaiting uh, too. So we're going to have a busy 9 a.m. hour, and we will include you. We'll check out news headlines. It will open up the phone lines. So get ready to dial after 9:06. 1-800-795-9565. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. It's the incredible shrinking Joe as he, as his arguments become pettier and pettier about the Biden administration. So we're very glad that he is on board. 
Oh, brother. <laughs> I am just calling it like I see it. I think like those politicians that Dale was talking about, your mind just blew right out of your Polititioners, head. Yes, Politicians, yes. They yeah. are bad people. There's no argument about that. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, so call us up if you have an opinion. One of our good listeners asks a really wonderful question. Did any of President Trump's many, many executive no, I orders... I asked that question. Did any of President Trump's executive orders cost any jobs? In the short run, of course, all of President Biden's uh, proposals and policies, he says, will create jobs in the long run. But uh, Joe mistakenly thinks that an individual who's a pipe fitter on the XO pipeline who has to switch from his job in Nebraska to Iowa, has Joe thinks he's actually lost his job. But that's not actually quite true. But in any event, or at least that's what the pipe fitters say. But Joe knows better than they do, so he says... No, I ask you what jobs that President uh, Trump ever, uh, executive order he ever signed, cost jobs immediately. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, we'd, we'd love our audience to help us out with that. one 800 795 I can tell you the answer, none. Okay, great, thank you. one Well, why did you ask it's the created, question? It, well, because <laughs> you said, because of what you said. Oh, gosh. This is exhausting. I Joe, Biden is, do Joe Biden has canceled 10,000 jobs oh, with a stroke God. of a pen. I don't think and I think, that, I think that the one listener that did respond who said, Mr. Biden, wouldn't it make more sense to actually create these good-paying uh, clean energy jobs before you get rid of the good-paying oil jobs? That makes sense to me, doesn't we ha- it? We have news headlines here. The okay. statewide COVID-19 death toll is now over 21,000, and there are six New Valley deaths being reported. The good news is vaccine distribution continues to make progress in our area. In its daily update Wednesday, the State Department of Health reported 222 new statewide COVID-19 deaths, bringing the state's death toll to over 21,100. In the Valley, Montour County saw three new deaths at 48 is their total now since March. Northumberland Union and Snyder County all have had one new death each lately. In Montour County, 2,700 people have received their first dose of the vaccine. Northumberland County, 5,900. Snyder County, 1,700 in Union County, 2,100. Statewide hospitalizations are down to about 3,700 statewide. Sunbury residents at risk of losing their housing may be eligible to receive up to $5,000 to prevent homelessness. CEDACOG has announced the Residence Subsistence Program uh, being given about $73,000 from the CARES Act. CEDACOG says the grants can be used to pay utility payments and or rent or mortgage payments to prevent eviction and to evade or to uh, to stop homelessness or an individual from becoming homeless, each eligible family can get up to $5,000. We have all the contact information and the phone number at WKOK.com. State Senate handing out multi-million dollar checks for COVID-19 relief. Senator Joe Pittman says the bill would provide $912 million of assistance to address the impacts of COVID-19. Through business assistance, rental assistance, and assistance to our education community. This legislation is vitally important. These are dollars that came to us from the Trump administration several weeks ago, and it's time we put them on the street in our communities to address these important needs. Among other things, the bill follows through on Governor Wolf's call for lawmakers to appropriate $145 million in excess money from the Workers' Compensation Fund to help the hospitality industry. The bill would also allocate nearly $570 million for rental and utility assistance. I'm Mark Sims.
The Pittsburgh Tribune Review is reporting smokers are among people included in Pennsylvania's high-priority group for the COVID-19 vaccine. The Pennsylvania State Troopers Association complained about that last weekend. The State Department of Health responded that the Group 1A does include people who smoke and are considered obese or severely obese. Quote, our underlying mission this entire time has been to save lives, unquote. The Acting Secretary of State, Allison Beam, said during a Tuesday news conference, quote, as part of that and thinking through the calculus of the vaccine order, we had to make sure that those at most at risk were prioritized, unquote. The Governor Tom Wolf said the state is not required to follow CDC recommendations, but it will. He said, quote, we're trying to recognize people who are vulnerable to COVID, and it turns out that smokers are, so they'll get the vaccine first, ahead of many first responders and state troopers. <laughs> not certain that's fair, but because they're making yeah. a choice themselves to smoke when everybody, all the science, says it's bad. What do you know about addiction science, Joe? Well, I know that I smoked for quite a few years, and I've smoked almost three packs a day, so I know a little bit about it, and I was able to quit on a cold turkey. Okay, just whenever you decided that, you, then you quit. No, How many I lost times did you quit and not once. quit? No, I only quit once, and it was okay. when I lost a bet with my son, and that's what he wanted if he won. He wanted me to quit. Well, I think Allison and the governor say that this is just a little bit more complicated than just that. But it would seem to me that if you have somebody who smokes, that that is is a choice. And so is obesity. I'm not going to budge in front of state troopers. No, I don't think obesity is a choice. They'll bonk you on the back of the head. Many people have conditions that lead to uh, increased weight that has nothing to do with the amount of food they take <laughs> in. Okay. I got, yeah, they got a thyroid. <laughs> 30, to pick 000, up a cigarette and light a cigarette, that is a conscious choice. 30,000 people in Northumberland County have a thyroid issue, says Joe. <laughs> Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling back. Yeah, hey, I, I made the brash statement that Newt Gingrich is a dinosaur, okay? And and the reason I did that was <clears throat> I just watched him on TV, and he was talking about Clinton and Obama when both of those presidents controlled the House, by both both houses, Congress and the Senate, by large margins. And then they, they went and they really uh, started going far left in their first you know couple of years, and they got wiped out at the midterm elections. And he's saying that Biden is basically really going left here with his executive orders, and he has a razor-thin margin in both houses, and it's not going to be good for him. Well, I think that Newt is out of touch. I mean, a lot of things have changed since the Clinton and Obama years. And I have, I have eight things here. I'll just go through them real quick. The population's now shifting towards the cities. Older white people that were basically conservative in the rural areas were dying off really quick. We have a monolithic mainstream media, okay? And the one thing that's really changed is the Democrat Party is now the big money party. That didn't used to be. We didn't have a prevalence of mail-in voting during the Obama and Clinton years. And we certainly did, we really didn't have that much uh, social media, but if we didn't even have it, we couldn't have had the censorship that we have right now of conservatives in social media. But probably the, the two things that are most important is the use of uh, artificial intelligence and the controlling of narratives and the ability of the Democrat Party at all levels, including the media, to stick together and put a narrative out, a simple narrative that people can hear and they can basically relate to and they can understand and they can use against the Republicans. And I think all of those things are going to give 
the Democrats a great leeway of doing a lot of damage uh, between now and the midterm elections. And because of the use of narratives, I think that the Democrats are going to be willing to, before the next election, they'll stir something up that even if the uh, public opinion is going against the Democrats before we get to the midterms, I think they'll stir something up that'll sway public opinion, because you guys both know how quick public opinion can be swayed. So I think they have it down to a science right now, and uh, I think we're looking for some bad times coming up. That could be. That could be. Mark disagrees. He's shaking his head, but he's not offering a comment to refute what you just said. <laughs> I have no refutation. <laughs> no refutation. No, it's... Uh, you know, I, I think we're in a perilous position right at the moment, and I think that I agree with you. I think Joe Biden is being pushed a little further to, to the left than most of us thought he would be pushed. Um, whether that'll be a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But one one of our texters says, get real, Biden didn't take away 10,000 jobs. He's making more than one million jobs with the new Green Deal. Wake up and smell the roses, not the swamp. But, you know, get real, buddy. The jobs are gone. Those 10,000 pipeline jobs are gone, and not one of those... <laughs> That's a lie, Not Joe. one of those one million jobs or how many of the one million jobs have been immediately created? Theoretically, 10,000 people losing their work if there are now one million new jobs are readily available. You show me 10,000 people enjoying the unemployment line right now, and you'll be right. But you're just making false no, statements. No, their jobs are gone. That doesn't mean they're going to be unemployed. I didn't say they'd be unemployed. I said their jobs, the jobs they had, are gone. Okay, Joe. Gotcha. <laughs> Anything else, Mike? Yeah, just feel like the, the one million new jobs. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing people on Facebook talking about these one million jobs and, and the uh, the hookups for your cars at the gas stations to, to run the electric uh, cars and everything. But you know what? That's not happening this week, next month, or even this year. Okay? So, but everybody's talking about one million jobs. They're not here yet. And But hey, there's a lot of money. I mean, I, I'll tell you the truth. My, my wife and I, we're on Social Security and I have a small pension, but we're not spending the amount of money that's coming in because we're not going to any restaurants. We're not going to any Penn State football or basketball games. We're not doing anything except sitting around the house and, and, and doing what we can do here. So there's a lot of money that's uh, sitting in people's bank accounts that's going to break loose when, when they you know, finally call, hey, the pandemic's over. You know, it's going to be you know, pretty crazy, I think. I mean, we already see it in the housing market because of the low interest rates. Combine the low interest rates with people having money, things could go wild. Well, they could. People fleeing the urban areas is supposedly a factor. And fleeing places like New York and California, where the taxes are high and the results are low. Hey, thanks, well, Joe Mike. Has a, <laughs> Joe has a plan for that. He's going to bring a bunch of uh, illegal aliens in to fill those apartments up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably will. Exactly. And, oh, and, and tomorrow I want to call for my grounds for impeachment of Joe Biden right now. Well, you're not alone. Somebody is already threatening to uh, put articles of impeachment in against him. <laughs> he, should, he should be. He's, he's treasonous as far as I'm concerned. What he, what he tried to do with the uh, immigration policy right off the bat with an executive order, that, that was, to me, that was downright un-American, unconstitutional, and he should have been gone then. Okay, well, we'll wait for tomorrow's call, and hopefully you'll have a good argument made up for that. Well, no one's on the line, and it's top no, of the true. mind, so go ahead. I mean, nobody's waiting or anything. Okay, so, so here's my position. Biden says, we are not going to deport anybody, okay? And anybody that comes in and we stop, we're not going to deport them either. And if we're not going to deport anybody, then you really can't hold anybody in captivity. They, those people technically should have to be released. But the worst thing was... He said 
they're going to be able to use the illegal aliens in the United States Census, okay? And, and basically, they're, what, there's 435 congressional representatives in the U.S. Congress, okay? And those things are allotted per state by uh, a ratio of the population, okay? So if you allow the count of illegal aliens in, let's say, major states that have high populations already, and then add on the illegal aliens, that's going to take away a congressman maybe from Pennsylvania, maybe one from, uh, let's say, Wisconsin, uh, maybe one from North Dakota, places that don't have a lot of illegal aliens, because there's only 435 to go around, and if you're counting the illegal aliens, it's going to shift the ratio to states that have a high concentration. So the electoral votes are based on the number of uh, Congress people, and if Pennsylvania loses a congressperson because of counting illegal aliens, they are effectively stealing my vote for president by doing that. And, and I think that the argument could be made by people smarter than me that know how to speak and write to say that what he did was unconstitutional and it violated our uh, system of electric, uh, electing uh, presidents. And he, therefore, he should be impeached. He should be smart enough not to have done that in the first place. Interesting point. And you're the only one that's detected that and started. Who else is doing the impeachment, Joe? And for There's what some, reason? There was some uh, Republican House member who's introduced a bill, or who says they're introducing a bill to impeach uh, President Biden. I, I didn't, uh, I don't remember what, what the alleged offense was, but I didn't think they had much of a chance of getting it any, uh, you know, having it come out in the floor. Well, if what Mike says is true, this is going to be a very torturous four years for Joe Biden. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate the call. Well, maybe he'll resign. Some people said he was going to resign pretty directly, like within the first year or so, and let uh, Kamala Harris take over. Since she's pulling the strings anyway, right? Oh, no, no, you said AOC's pulling the strings. Well, they're both puppet masters. Well, they, they would be puppy, puppet mistresses, first of all. But secondly, you can't have two masters. I'm sorry, no, Joe. No, you can master something without being a man or a woman. It's master, I don't believe, is a, a, what, a gender term. He doesn't have one master. But you said he has two masters. How can that be? Many people master the saxophone. Jesus said <laughs> you can't have two masters. <laughs> That's a different use of the word, Mark. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We are talking about the failed administration of Joe Biden and his impending impeachment. Call us now. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock, starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st.
Welcome back. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the Mark Cursory glance at Google. I couldn't find any. If you but even you found, what did you find? You found that they almost created Almost all jobs. of them have at least a small amount of uh, job creation associated with them, or at least it's stated in there. I mean, they probably would shift people within an agency, but all of them have a huge, significant impact on the nation's deficit. So, yes, they're creating jobs, but our grandchildren are paying for well, it. Well, don't you think that cutting out the um, oil industry jobs is going to create a depth push on the deficit. We're going to now become more energy dependent again. We're going to be importing oil from other countries. What's what you know the answer to that question. What is it? The answer is yes. We're going to become the national Dutch oh, so going just to go gonna higher make and higher. up an answer like that. That's no, funny. I think that's what's oh, going to gosh. happen. There's going to be inflation. We're going folks, to see dire economic conditions. Folks, I need help. Call us one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. This is going to be torturous. Four years. I can see that coming. Well, Doug's got a good comment here. He says, okay. Mark said the left follows the science while the right denies the science. This is complete BS. <laughs> what the left means is you must listen to the science that supports them. There is science that says shutdowns don't work and that masks aren't that effective. But just like in the climate change debate, the only science that matters is when it supports the left's agenda. Yeah, that, that was just a facetious remark. That is not a scientific remark. I don't even know if you can uh, prove that the left supports science and the right doesn't support science. I thought you would recognize that, Doug, but I guess not. Okay, Joe, read. Oh, my gosh, well, there's a lot of them here. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What in the world? They, I I've never seen them so fragmented. They all came in at the same time. Yeah, well, it's hard to figure out where okay, they start. Okay, so there's a capital letter. So start right. there. Weren't we told during Obama's term that there were these. lots of green energy jobs? They never materialized. I'm still waiting for these green energy weenies to tell me what fuel is going to be used to get aircraft in the air, what fuel is going to be used to run everything from food production to its delivery to the consumer, uh, including... Uh, we're lost here. Uh, tanks. Tanks. All these green energy products. Oh, great. Now oh, we're really shoot. messed up. <laughs> they just jumbled them. <laughs> Toe tanks, it's down here. All right. Uh, tanks on the battlefield. Where is the? Where are the plastics coming from for all these green energy products, petroleum no, products? we use that. Um, for everything. Oh, everything no, from food that. production to its delivery uh, to the consumer. Well, for... I Unfortunately, these texts, folks, when you send them to us, they come in I'm sorry. in pieces. And it updates every, what, 30 this seconds or 60 in, seconds? In, in, <laughs> in uh, 23-letter segments. So we got as far as we could. I and think we did pretty we well. We did. And Mark was, Mark was uh, one step ahead of me, uh, marking the ones I had all to right. read. But then all of a sudden it updated, and we were left with nothing. All right. So here's another one. Read this right. one right here. Right here. Good, good grief, Charlie Brown. If my family was deported in 1898, I would not be in the United States of America. Okay. I don't understand that well, one at all. Maybe his family is immigrants, and or maybe they didn't come in the U.S. legally. Then um, one of our e emailers says, maybe some of Trump's, or ex uh, texters rather, maybe some of Trump's executive orders cost jobs in the regulator's offices from his cutting unnecessary regulations, but the government does not need, uh, does need to be downsized, but it's not going to happen with Biden. Well, and I think that's probably exactly true that, you know, if, if you cut a regulation, you don't need a regulator. They just switch jobs. They get another cushy job yeah, in Washington or wherever. So. Well, we have and that's what the pipe fitters are doing. They're not cushy jobs, but uh, the iron workers and pipe fitters say they're just going to go work elsewhere where they're needed. There aren't 10,000 jobs lost because of the but Excel Now, pipeline. stop and think a minute. If they go take another job somewhere else, 
what about the person who would have filled that job if they hadn't been at liberty? Uh, there are jobs going unwanted for the pipe fitters and steel workers. They say. I, I mean, I'm, I haven't verified okay. that independently. Well, we but have that's one, their claim. one call on the line and one coming in. So They're looking for people nope, desperately who want to work on the tall bridges and pipelines of the world. Well, if we shut down all the pipelines, what pipelines are they going to be working Nobody's on? Nobody's shutting down any pipelines. Oh, yes, Joe. they did. President o- uh, Biden shut down one. Okay. Moving you not? on. You're, you're, denying, you're denying the science. The science said on day one he, he'd close down the Keystone Pipeline. He's closing down construction. As you well know, most of it is still flowing. Cindy, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. I wanted to address uh, something that happened here in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that I think is terrific. Thank you. The Pennsylvania Senate earlier this week passed SB Senate Bill 2. SB 2 is an amendment to the Pennsylvania Constitution, so it has to pass the House and then be passed a second time. But what it does is it limits the power of the governor to declare emergencies and then act unilaterally to 21 days. After 21 days, they have to get the consensus of the uh, legislature, or they have, or the declaration is over. So this kind of ceaseless kingdom nonsense that we've been living under for almost a year now would would be curtailed. They could not do it anymore. So about about time, about time. First of all, I applaud Senator Gordner. He was a a supporter, a co-sponsor. He voted for it. So did Senator Yaw, and I certainly hope that. The um, members of the Pennsylvania House from our region also support it and that it passes twice and gets on the ballot. Ultimately, we the people get to decide this. It'll be on a ballot, and we'll either approve it as a change to our Constitution or it'll fail. And what would happen? I'm just speculating. If this is in, in uh, if this had been in effect uh, two years ago, what would the governor been able to do? For example, he actually shut down restaurants and bars for a time. Would he be able to do that, or would the legislature sure, for 21 days? Uh, right, but for 21 the, days. Right, but then yes. the legislature would weigh in and reopen them. Is that what would happen if they decided or they he had would exceeded? Or they him in shutting down the Commonwealth, and right. it would remain shut down, and then in 21 days they would evaluate it again. Well, that has certainly been uh, Governor Wolf's main criticism. I mean, when when this the uh, Senate whip who comes on your show and says the governor won't call me back, I think you have a problem in your state government. Well, everything about this, from my perspective, has been mishandled. I'll never forget sitting and eating dinner and hearing that at 5.30 the businesses had to close. My husband had to get up from dinner and go into the business that he runs and shut it down and send those people home. Shut it down mid-production. The next day they had to call all the customers and say, Sorry, you're burned on this. I mean, the and and to what end? To what end? <coughs> so I, I agree that, and this and it goes beyond this. Closing down all the restaurants, closing the bars until five o'clock, or waiting till five o'clock, and then closing them till midnight. I mean, this was just some of the m- most ridiculous policy making I have seen, and I have said that over and over again. A total inability to be nuanced. It was either on or off, in or out. There was, it, it was grossly irresponsible in the way that they communicated, not just with the legislatures, but with the people of the Commonwealth as well. And it's just been shutting down all the state stores. Like, that was just ridiculous. For months, the state stores were closed. Like, you couldn't walk in there and buy a bottle of wine or beer or, no, you can't buy beer there, wine or 
liquor. That was just absurd. So what happened? Pushed all the customers to the <coughs> grocery stores, which were still open. We're over we're the state line. We're lucky go rogue and shut them down, too, and tell us all to live off our pantry. <laughs> we're over the, sta- over the state line. There were a lot of people left the U.S. or left Pennsylvania. Oh, yes, they did. They went to Ohio and West Virginia. And then what happened? Well, Ohio and West he called them, their governors, and then their governors told their state stores not to sell things to people from Pennsylvania. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We know <laughs> human nature and... This was just foolishness from end to end. Someone's going to write a book, and people are going to be embarrassed to death with what's gone on here. What happened? I think that they have, you know, they cry out for follow the science. Well, we have a good example. California shut itself down, and it shut itself down hard. And so they don't have anyone dying there, right, Joe? Oh, no, they're all doing quite well out there. (laughs) I mean, it's a disaster there. It's a disaster there, and their economy is tanking, and their businesses are fleeing the state now because they've had enough. So uh, to suggest that that was the answer, that it stopped the the, uh, medical crisis there, no, it did not. It did not. And the worst thing is when you're making a mistake to persist. You should be able to stop and say, well, now, that's all fine. You offered me this suggestion, and I followed it for the last three months, and it has not been effective. So why would I double it down? If it didn't work at this level, why would I make it even worse? But our government's not able to do that, and I believe right now that's a product of the leadership we have. So I just want to say again, I wholeheartedly support the passage of this bill in the Senate. I hope it moves on to being passed in the House. I was appalled listening to the debate, some of the senators describing themselves, well, not themselves personally, but their peers as the village idiot, you know, that they weren't <laughs> incapable of making these kinds of decisions was astounding to me. Astounding. So. Cindy, if you had been, uh, or what, what suggestions would you have for the governor if, when he was making these kinds of decisions? What, what, you know, what kinds of things? I mean, I can just name a few myself. This idea of cutting off the legislature, I think he should have come up with some sort of an action task force that would decide these measures rather than do them unilaterally. That way, at least you could have folks like Senator Gordner and uh, Mastriano and the rest of them announcing these things, you know, saying we had a task force meeting. We met with uh, Rachel Levine and the governor, and this is our next step, you know, to for mitigation. Right. They should have taken a look at the effectiveness of what they had done. And in in the face of the reality that it was ineffective, they should have stopped it, not doubled it down. Well, have you heard that? Have you heard? Made we it had, even worse. I, I think you could argue that it was effective because we had so few cases over the summer. But of course, all of our good local businesses lost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, I mean, there was a terrible cost for it. It wasn't cost free in terms of dollars and businesses and entrepreneurs that suffered and so on. That's true. But I mean, it was effective. It definitely. I mean, our COVID nineteen rate, our positivity rate was like one percent in July, and our death rate was almost nil. Have but you heard that? We closed the state stores. You're telling me because no. we shut no, down no, no, the no, state no, stores. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And the coincidence. All the bars and didn't let anybody Cindy, sit down and eat in a Cindy, place where someone else might be eating. Cindy, you now you're stretching into. Cindy, now you're stretching into ridiculosity. I'm just saying that the governor accomplished what he wanted to at a terrible horrendous cost. I asked for suggestions. What would have been wiser? What would have been the smartest thing wrong, to do? Wrong or, button. What would have been the best thing to do, Cindy? Use the science, which they didn't do. 
Okay. That's what they should have done. They should have looked at the efficacy of what they were doing, and if that was not proven to be effective, they should have stopped. But we have, do that. we have one of the greatest examples of moral courage in the face of this pandemic that could ever be imagined, and that's Governor Newsom in California, who after a recall petition garnered almost enough signatures to get him out of there, he suddenly decided to open up the state again. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> well, why would that have been the deciding thing? That's nothing science about that. No, but That's I'm saying politics. if the science told him to keep it shut down, all of a sudden now that he's got a recall right. petition in front of him, he's opening the state up. All right, Cindy, any other suggestions that would have helped Pennsylvania follow the science? What else? I think they should have spent less time hacking on each other and more time with affirmative messages. And, and I read this over and over again in the literature, that the, one of the errors went on here was that the political and bureaucracy spent enormous amounts of time hacking on each other when they should have been sending out positive messages. And it is positive messages that change people's behavior, not the negative ones that were coming out. So it would have, uh, an example of a positive message would have been, save your neighbor, wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Instead of you're an ignorant, stupid fool. If Trump you don't lover, wear a mask, <laughs> don't wear a mask. That's basically. And we're going to hit you over here. the head I mean, if I, you don't I wear a mask. I remarked that in this case right. there was some extremity in my comments, but certainly it would have been better to. It, it is more effective if you know what's effective. That's what you should be doing. Unfortunately, that's not the path they chose. All right, but that doesn't said. demonize your opponent. That's our goal uh, these days. Using the opportunity to hit somebody with a stick instead of actually caring about what's going to go on and did try Governor to change Wolf people's demonize? behavior in a positive way. Yes, he did demonize the Oh, he did. Okay. I, I don't remember it, but that's okay. You have a better memory than I do, as we're always aware. Thank you so much, Thanks, Cindy. Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We're so glad to see you on the radio. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe McGranahan is the voice of reason today. Common sense conservatism and a couple of snide remarks mixed in. And I'm, what, adult. <laughs> I'm just here as a foil for Joe. I looked up snide so, in the dictionary, and there was your photo. Uh, thank you. So that's me. And uh, let's see, uh, Mr. Rob Center, of course, uh, super-duper producer, answering the phone even as we speak. Put him to work. Dial 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Joe. All right. Uh, well, we should read this one came in earlier. When Biden shuts down the Marcellus shale industry, what happens to, new, new, to the newly built gas power plant in Shemokin Dam? Fire up the bulldozer and knock it down. <laughs> well, actually, I believe there's enough gas currently available that the power plant could run for quite some time. I don't think that's quite the issue. Is uh, President Biden planning to shut down the Marcellus shale industry? Well, he's talking about getting rid of fossil fuels, and that would shut oh, it down, wouldn't run. it? Okay, sure. Yep, absolutely. No okay. argument there. Uh, let's see. Up here. And here, stupid, 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 stupid people wake up. We are dying from this virus. What is wrong with you selfish, selfish people? I, I don't know what that's in relation to. <laughs> it was before Cindy's call, though, okay. so we'll say, it, we'll say that. So uh, All right. it's not that personal, I guess. Um Joe's on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, I have uh, two topics, and one I was just uh, kind of surprised that uh, that when I get to call in that directly reading from the Bible is not uh, really permitted. So if uh, everyone knows that, that'll be fine. You don't have to prepare like that way. But secondly is this uh, thing about 
Joe Biden and his uh, unity speech and that, uh, I do believe a hat tip to uh, Mark Levin. It's, it's conformity, not unity, is, is what uh, I'm getting. And I, I'm not on board with the, the Joe Biden presidency. Actually, I'm not going to call him President Joe Biden. I'm going to call him President David Dilbeck from now on if I if I get the opportunity. And who's he? What it, who is he? Well, yeah, what on earth is that? Uh, it's a movie character. No, I guess I'm not familiar with that movie. <laughs> and you've seen quite a few well, a movies. Of are, but not for that part. <laughs> a lot of men are too. But it might have got a PG or something. Okay. Maybe not an R, but maybe an R. I'm not sure. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So this, um, this, it would be like giving respect to this um, act I've seen on TV. It's uh, Jeff Dunham has a dummy named Walter who kind of looks like Joe Biden. And th that would be like giving respect and thinking that this Walter guy, Jeff Dunham's a ventriloquist. Right. Uh, I, I haven't seen much of him, and uh, this Walter <laughs> dummy, so uh, appropriate for this uh, the Joe Biden, it, it's just ridiculous. And Mike, when he called in about impeachment, this is ridiculous because that would be like respecting or thinking the dummy is really talking when you know it's someone else. Joe Biden giving speeches, reading from a teleprompter, and, and the very few moments that he actually tries to go off teleprompter, he's a mess. I, I have no, ugh, no idea of how anybody could have voted for this. The guy, the people that have voted for him for this year, in the, the past two times he ran, those people who got him out by, by himself, he did it because he was a plagiarist, a liar, and I call him a liar, I call him a liar today. He was a liar back then. He hasn't changed, he's just gotten better at what he's doing and he's getting propped up by something as the Dunham-Walter thing. But. I, there's no way that these people who voted for him this time are beyond stupid compared to the other groups of people that had opportunities to vote for him and said, not this guy. There's no way I'm voting. He's not even getting through any of the primaries. He had to bail out on his own because he was so disgraced. And it's just, it's my, I'm overwhelmed with 80 million, uh, you know, of those people that have voted for um, Biden? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. Joe Dilbert or whatever the guy's David name. Dilbeck. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's David Dilbeck. Congressman -E David Dilbeck. Right. Yeah. He, uh, his motto is, his motto is we can talk about anything you want as long as you're naked. Yeah, I never right. liked that that idea. People aren't my president. I saw that uh, first started to see it with President Obama, and then when President Trump got in office, it was even worse. People who are otherwise smart, patriotic, good American citizens say, nope, Trump's not my president, or Obama's not my president, and now people are saying Joe Biden's not their president. 
To me, that's unpatriotic. You live in this country, you no, vote. Not, not to me, though. I'm, I agree you with you You live in this country, you vote, you participate in our wonderful republic, and we have a democratic process, and 80 million people, I guess uh, that's what uh, Joe just said, uh, voted for him, so he becomes the president, then he becomes our president. Now, you may disagree. You may think he's stupid. You might not think. I mean, a lot of people said President Trump uh, had you know, well, all kinds of names, and now our good listener thinks uh, I Joe think Biden he's going to stupid. destroy our economy, but he's still my president. Right. It's our economy that he's going to destroy. Uh, Joe, we'll give you the last word. You, you get another 30 seconds. Go right ahead. Yeah, I, I couldn't quite hear. I know it's uh, it's kind of hard to have a back and forth discussion because of the delay and that, but uh, that, that's basically... Um, no, that's your view. That's okay. We appreciate it. Thanks for calling oh, in. Oh, yeah. No, and another thing that... Uh, well, no, no other that, thing. We got a callers waiting. Get, when, uh, now no, you're talking... Them. Yeah, no Go other ahead. thing. We, we have to move on. Oh, okay. We have other calls on the line. Otherwise, we'd let you finish the thought. So call back oh, tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure of that. Thank okay. you. Take Thank you. All right, Bob, you're on the... I think I've Okay, uh, read the top one, and then we'll take a break. Yesterday, the H-2 Church won their fight to be in Sunbury. The chance or the change for the PA Constitution for the governor bill, will I repeat, will fail. Okay, I don't know what those two things have to do with one another. No, nothing. Okay. Uh, more dictates coming from the White House today, and the left called Trump a dictator. I guess as usual, the left was projecting with Trump. It's funny how people overreact to bold leadership when they see it. They're like, oh my gosh, he's a terrible leader. But whenever Trump would do something decisive, he's like, oh my gosh, we must bow down and honor him. Well, Trump was bold <laughs> and decisive. I know. He, he never had. I told you that many times that that's what appealed. That is the one thing that he <laughs> was that appealed to me as a personality was that he was decisive. He was probably the most assertive president we've ever had. I right. may be wrong, but I'm never uncertain. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yes, that's it. Well said. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, we have a caller waiting. Well, we got to take the break. We'll be right back. Stand by, Bob. Sunbury Motors Ford is bringing in 2021 with a bang. SMZ has just received shipments of the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Save up to nine grand on the totally redesigned F-150, which was just awarded North America's Truck of the Year for 2021. Sunbury Motors has 67 F-150s in stock and arriving soon. SMC is introducing the highly anticipated 2021 Ford Bronco Sport. The new Bronco's retro design reflects its iconic heritage from the 60s and 70s. Sunbury Motors has them in stock starting at just $28,200. Pick from 61 of the top selling Ford Escapes with savings up to $8,250 and slash to as low as $22,380. SMC is where you want to be in January for discounts up to $11,000 on the largest selection of new Fords in the Susquehanna Valley. And everyone is clearly marked for this massive sale. Sunbury Motors Ford in the 4th Street Auto Plaza. Proudly serving all of central Pennsylvania for over a century. Hurry, sale ends Monday the 1st. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Um, Bob, Bob, there we go. Bob, Bob from Williamsport. Williamsport. You're on the mark. Good morning. Morning. Good, good morning. Uh, I guess my question is, as of today, how many people are not working as a result of the scum you voted for that were working two weeks ago? Well, I, at least 10,000 people aren't working. All of whom who say they're actually going to... Joe, the number's around 15,000. Is oh, it? Okay. All right. Thank you. And how many how many uh, today are working as a result of his action? 
None that I know of. Exactly. No. Exactly. But that doesn't make any difference, does it? Well, I mean, I think that the, the point that someone made uh, earlier in the program was that wouldn't it make sense to create these good-paying, clean-energy jobs before you get rid of the ones we already have? I would think oh, it would. Well, we did that. We did that here uh, seven, eight, ten years ago. Uh, we, we developed Solyndra. How many people work for Solyndra today? Uh, that would be none. That would be correct. <laughs> and in three or four years, the answer will be the same on anything that he proposes. Well, considering that we're, he says they're going to build solar panels, and most of them come from China, and we already tried building them once in this country, and it didn't work, I would say the, the potential for success is rather limited. Yeah, but why don't we know that after 10 years of, of uh, his failures? That well, you and I know it, but I don't think President Biden's aware of it yet. Well, he's, he probably... He has to wear a name tag to know what his name is, so... Well, I don't think he's quite that bad, but I mean, I think that, you know, I think he's but, being but pushed the, by the he people. Isn't the, he isn't. He isn't really the problem. The problem is the guy sitting right across from you, and people like him that really don't know what's going on. They live in a delusional world that everything makes sense in their head, but nothing makes sense as far as facts go. Okay. Well. I don't think Mark is delusional, but I think he has different but, opinions. Yeah, well, well, what does he? What facts does he actually present? Well, Mark's very knowledgeable about uh, mm -hmm. environmental issues. I disagree with him on them, but environmental issues, right? Right. I'm sure that every every proposal that Biden puts forth is going to have an output on the climate. Poverty. The climate's not going to change anymore because he signed us back up to the Paris Peace Accord or whatever. Climate Accord. Climate. You're pretty informed, Bob. I'll have to give you that. Would, would you say that uh, Senator Kerry's remarks about environmental justice yesterday were true or false? Uh, well, I didn't really hear what he had to say. Oh, okay. All right. So he, said you, it. Okay. he said it. It had to be false. But that man right there should be in prison. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he's All been right. a traitor for years. Yeah, well, he certainly is not my choice to run the environment, but that's okay. <laughs> you know what he's what, what Carrie's good at? Milking old ladies out of money. Okay. <laughs> well, he married a rather wealthy old lady. Yeah, and 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 before that, he he had other. He hooked up with other money women too. Okay, well, well, thank he's you so good, much. He's good at that. But no, go ahead. As far as being, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. I don't know where to go. <laughs> well, thank you so Bob, much, Thanks, Bob. Bob. You represent your party very, very well. Thank you so much thank for, you for your, your comments. Calls. Yep, yep. appreciate it. Appreciate that. Well, All right. You know, I think the, what what is his his big cry for uh, environmental justice? We're going to give forty percent to areas that have been adversely impacted in the past from pollution issues. I don't have any problem with that if that's actually what happens, and if they are necessary uh, necessary things to improve the quality of people's lives. Well, several, I don't have any problem with that. Several people have said today, why is it that we can't do the creation of new jobs? immediately, you know, get those wheels going, then do the things that diminish jobs 
later, you know, so that, I mean, overall there's a net gain as you go along into these policies. I'm not sure that that would be impossible. Now, you don't want people working on the Keystone XL pipeline if you're not going to allow it to be completed the way they wish to. So that makes that makes sense. And all those pipe fitters and iron workers say they're going to have to go work okay. in another state, which they're used to doing. But I mean, don't they, you think they're itinerant workers anyway? Wouldn't the pipeline be safer than transporting it across the United States in tanker cars and railroads? Wouldn't you concede that point? Absolutely. Yeah. There's no. Well, it, so it, it's going to come into this country. The question is, does right. it come in safely, or does it come in where there's a potential? for disaster. Okay, but Joe, it's like saying, wouldn't it be safer for you to walk home from work here now? No, it's it's consistent with you to buy a vehicle to save time. Driving is reasonably safe and for you to, to use it. So the president says, ideally, we should lessen our dependence on foreign oil. We should lessen our impact on climate change. So why keep building a pipeline that's inconsistent but with those But who actually did goals? lessen our dependence on foreign oil? It was Donald John Trump, like him or not, oh, he decreased no, no, our no, no. In- only because of the pandemic, not because of anything he actually oh, did. Oh boy, now I'm, I'm agreeing, beginning to agree with our last caller. You're delusional. Am I scum too? Okay, no, you're I not gotcha. scum. You're delusional. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you have a super-duper uh, retirement-lengthened weekend. Are we over? I don't uh, hear the music. No, we are not. Nope, <laughs> we have more time. But I, I think I, I think it's sad that uh, President Biden is, uh, people are not even reading into or studying or understanding what he's saying. If there's one thing that I did with great diligence uh, during the Trump administration is studied what he did. And as a result, in my opinion, I, I think he did do quite a few things that were good and he did quite a few things that were bad. And of course, his personality was uh, offensive to many. But in any event, you know, I certainly was able to recognize things that helped us, but I don't think, uh, like our previous caller, could recognize anything that Joe Biden would do that would be positive. Well, I think Joe Biden could do some positive things with the environment, but I think he needs to get his priorities straight. And uh, before I throw the baby out with the bathwater, I want to create these new jobs and start funneling people into them. That's what he should be doing, in my opinion. Thank you, everybody. Have a nice weekend. We'll have a great show tomorrow with Ben Reichley. This is WKOK Sunbury.